Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOB Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Our first guest this morning, we have Mark Hill from the Knox County United Way and the United Way of Crawford County, Illinois, and also a, a special guest you brought this morning, Mark. Hey, I did bring along with me, uh, make sure we say this definitively, our campaign co-chair. We have Laura Bogard with us in the studio of German American. Um, she is co-chair along with Robin Montgomery and uh, I think when we first approached them, Robin said, I'll do this if Laura will do this. Yeah, we're a team. <laughs> which you I recognize very I know. Right, which is great. So, and of course, Laura's had a long history of involvement with uh, the United Way campaign um, from uh, German American and then also uh, was a previous member of our board. So she's pretty familiar with how we uh, do things um, at United Way, so and and a very close neighbor. Also, <laughs> we're just like you know backdoor neighbors uh, on the main street there, so we're pretty accessible to each other. So, so I'm excited to have her on and uh, and and love their competitive spirit. Good morning. Morning. It was, uh, it was. Um, it's a great organization. So there was no hesitation with being a co-chair with, and especially with Robin. Robin and I are kind of a team on some other things. So. We, we work well together. Yeah, that relationship means a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. it? It does. And, you know, as Mark said, you know, I've been with the bank 39 years, and wow. I have done, I have given to United Way for 39 years. And I've seen all the different agencies that it affects. I was there um, whenever Carol Hamner was running mm-hmm. in at German, at German American, German first American. federal at that time, yeah. Right. That's so, right. you know, I always tell people it's a great way to give to 30 agencies in one shot. Right. 39 years, really? You know, it's and, been a long and we, time. I started when I was five. You know that's that. right. I, <laughs> I was kind of the same way. You know, I worked at the hospital and the Samaritan Center for 30, 39 years. And uh, so I, I was the same way. I'd always been involved in the campaign and as a department head involved with that. So when I left uh, the hospital, I retired there, I you know, was looking for a second career option. And uh, when this opportunity came up, I thought, wow, that's a nice match for me. And uh, so, yeah, it's that, uh, what you mentioned, Laura, that opportunity to uh, do one shop stopping, if you will, with being able to donate to multiple purposes. Well, it's also nice is um, you've had co-chairs, some of them married couples, some mm-hmm. of them friends. Who have or business relations or, or whatever. I mean, there there seems to be no rule or rhyme or rhyme or rule on this. No, you know, it's a, it, it really is an intriguing process when I think about what we've done over the last uh, eight years plus that I've been involved with the United Way in terms of who actually have co-chaired. Like you said, I mean, we've had a married couple like uh, Margie Case and 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 Brad Case uh, with us. We had two couples uh, together before with the Langs and the McNeeses. You know, we've had solo people that have done it, and um, and then uh, even members of our board that have done it. So, um, you know, we shop around quite a bit in the process. It took us a little bit longer to get to where we were, but once uh, once these two got on board, it was uh, off to the races. I got to tell you, 
when I heard who your uh, two uh, co-chairs were, first phrase that popped in my mind was go-getters. There you go. I mean, yeah. No doubt about it. So, so look forward to this. It's going to be fun, isn't it, Laura? It, it is. And Robin and I are very competitive. So yeah. we, we want to top. They told me that up front. We want to top other campaigns, oh. other United Way campaigns. So we're very competitive. Oh. Okay. Well, we got the kickoff plan set, right? Yeah. So I think Laura's going to tell you a little bit about what we have planned for next week. Yeah. So our kickoff um, is next Thursday, August 31st from 436 at the Riverfront Pavilion. It's a Chamber After Hours event, and it's sponsored by Old National Bank. Um, the event's just really going to highlight our many partner agencies that are involved with United Way in the 2023 campaign. Um, door prizes for kids, inflatables, and music by Just One More. And then we're also going to have check presentations by um, our Paysetter campaigns, which have ran earlier in the month. It's a family event. It's also for um, chamber members and chamber after hours, so it's open to the public. So we, we look to have a good time with it and to kick off and then get going full momentum on the campaign. There right. you go. So, and I think it, uh, to date we have like 23 of our 30 uh, partner agencies that'll be uh, on board for people to visit and uh, to interact with. And then uh, we have a couple of other uh, sort of special guests, if you will. You know, we had partnered several years ago with the Red Skelton Needy Children's Fund to be caretakers of those dollars. So I think Ann's going to be there with the table for Red Skelton. And I and we had the uh, the um, uh, folks from the Solar Eclipse come because, you know, our theme is uh, Eclipse the Need um, by uh, donating to United Way of Knox County. And so since we borrowed the idea, <laughs> it's, it's an international event, right? The Eclipse. So we th everybody thought that was a good idea. And so they're going to have a table there as well. Sure, sure. I mean, understand the uh the kickoff event you mentioned 23 out of 31 is that what you said mm. that's to me a pretty good representation I, I think so i think we have uh you know some most of our agencies are uh physically knox county based we have a couple uh that are um auxiliary stations if you will like red cross and the girl scouts boy scouts they have local representatives but for the most part uh, the people that you would visit there at, on that day are people you know. They're going to be agencies and organizations that are going to have familiar faces. Laura, what kind of research did you do before you took this job? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you look back at the last couple of years, say, because you're in banking. You're numbers. I mean, you're right. a number. Robin's in real estate. She's a numbers person, mm -hmm. too. I mean, yeah. so I would think numbers play a part. It does. It does. Um, Robin and I... Um, we're on a team with the chamber or TRC campaign mm -hmm. and our team actually won. So we've gotten that competitive spirit going on. And honestly, like I said, the agencies, all those agencies are just awesome. And, you know, they help so many people in Knox County. And that's also the one good thing about with this kickoff, those agencies are going to be there, 23 of them, for the public and people to, you know, speak with them, know what they do and such. So maybe, you know, it might bend an ear. Maybe there's an agency that really just resonates with someone. They're like, oh, I didn't realize that was United Way, you know, helps them out because I know that they've helped somebody I know or right. even helped themselves. So I just think it's great to have the agencies there. So the agencies really are what did it for me, to be honest. Oh, good, good. You know, another interesting thing, just to tag on to what uh, Laura just said, was that like uh, uh, one of the tables that isn't going to be there 
uh, on the event is the SHAPE program, which is an alternative to uh, expulsion kind of program that's run through uh, Judge Lee's court. And, um, and um, the uh, director of that program is actually the lead singer of Just One More. <laughs> so it's <laughs> hard, hard to be in two places at one time, right? But at the same time, I said, look, I said, what people in our board, this, uh, uh, they spoke at our board uh, meeting uh, two, two months ago and talked about what they did. And, and if you can't be touched by those stories and the meaningful uh, connections that they have uh, with students in that process. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's very, it is personal. It's touching the lives of people and families and, and making a difference. Sure. As you look ahead toward the campaign now, mm -hmm. I know you, we don't talk about goals anymore, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of took out not the, not officially. I think some of it's just respect for the economy and respect for post COVID recovery and those kind of things. So, mm -hmm. well, you have a number that to make these agencies happy, not happy, right? Well, to satisfy them or yeah. or just to make them grow. You, there's a number you like to reach, you know, whether it's two hundred fifty thousand or, or what. I'm not right. sure, but uh, there's no goal because I used to bug the holy heck out of him on that. <laughs> but so, so I think Robin and, and Laura have their own internal goal, and it's something that we'll certainly share with other members of the board and people that are involved in our campaign and uh, to kind of keep that on the horizon. And, and one, of the one of the challenges for our campaign is uh, because of the requests and things from grants uh, through our campaign, uh, we can never fully reach everything that everybody wants so you know that's why we have that allocation committee that's why we have lots of information we get from the agencies to make that decision because uh, we know we'll not be able to to meet the needs of every agency throughout the county it's a tough year economically for everybody yeah. this year so but yes Robin and I will come up with our own goal because we are numbers people both of us are and we want to make sure we know what we're shooting for right and, and I think in a perfect world, you'd love to give them all these oh, yeah. groups what they want. I mean, because they are, they, they stand for good stuff. I mean, they're going to, they'll affect everybody one way or another, you know, whether it's a friend you know or a family member or whatever. Maybe they need pace. Maybe they need the why. Maybe, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, some of these right. others. They're going to they're gonna at least be touched by them. Yeah. And one of the things that Laura mentioned, and that will happen like at the, 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 um, a kickoff event you know the agencies all know each other they work together we meet with them quarterly we talk with them about unique needs that each of them have and by sharing and cross-sharing uh you know we've been able to to meet additional needs by those agencies working together all right let's take a break we'll have more after this on waov save money and time by shopping with toc direct mail it comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you need and what you want look for toc direct in your mailbox this week welcome back to the morning chat with ed ballinger here on waov mark hill and also laura Bogart, our guest the united way as the lord's one of the co-chairs with robin montgomery and uh Excited for this venture. The next year is going to be a lot of fun, right? Are you up for the challenge? Oh, I'm totally up for the challenge. Robin and I both are. We're, it's going to be a good year for the United Way campaign. Yeah, yeah, you picked good ones, Mark. Mark, you did good. Thanks. 
<laughs> He's not taking a lot of credit, but... No, no. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the uh, Jumpstart and Bedtime in a box. So we wrapped up our Jumpstart programs uh, that occurred at all three public schools over the summer, and the results of the pre- and post-testing mm -hmm. revealed a 63% increase in skills in just those 10 days, that two-week period of time. And so we thank our retired teachers that screened all those students at all those locations, and all the graduates received the Bedtime in a Box, which teaches parents and kids how to prepare for bedtime, to be read to at night, and uh, get off to a good start at school. And now we work on distributing the 80 boxes that we'll be getting, in fact, this week, uh, that are geared towards four-year-olds, a little slightly different box, and we distribute those to various preschools uh, in the county. And so we're meeting actually with our education committee this Friday to uh, determine uh, that distribution. Okay, all right. That's gone well. That's gone that's, well. That's, that's been gone a good well. program to get involved with. Right, right. Yep. Okay, this is just topical right here. Duke Grant for purchasing fans. Yeah, so this has kind of had a low profile, uh, but uh, we were fortunate with Kurt Fegley to rapidly apply for a, sh a short-term uh, grant that allowed us some uh, $5,000 to uh, purchase some fans and push those out to people in need. Uh, and so we've been doing that this week, and the fans were distributed by Helping His Hands and also Children and Family Services. And uh, I know that Helping His Hands in the first couple of days of this week were able to push out their share of those fans. And uh, now we have still some fans uh, that Children and Family Services are distributing through the Margaret Compton Center, which is across from the Knox County Public Library. So if someone's interested, they just need to go directly to the Compton Center and check to see if they still have those available. Okay. Fans are needed these days. Oh, as warm as no, this heat is. my gosh. It's been awful. 100 yes. plus uh, yeah, heat index. Uh, so, it's just yeah. been awful. I mean, yeah. Okay. One of my favorite times of the year, Days of Caring. Coming up. It's coming up. It is. It's coming up on September 21st and 22nd. Um, I will tell you, I did the very first day of caring. Mm -hmm. First year they had it. Okay. I did it, and I did landscaping at, y, at the YMCA. Mm -hmm. And I had never met Mike Carney. Oh, is that right? And I did landscaping side by side with him. Huh. And it's funny because we laugh about that <laughs> whenever we see each other. Because That's funny. we kind of got competitive who was going to be doing the best landscaping, <laughs> oh. who was pulling the most weeds and all that. But it's a great way. I mean, it's going to take place in September 21st and 22nd. So it's a great way that some of our agencies have projects that they need done that we get volunteers that will do that. And um, food collection is super important. We'll have that at multiple sites, um, like Walmart, JC's, Save-A-Lot. Right. We'll have people standing there to get food collection for that, which is needed. Some of the fix-up items could be, you know, just cleaning up, um, painting, just anything that possibly a good project would be that we can right. get volunteers because I know we get volunteers from businesses. Do you need to know who the volunteers are ahead of time, or are you? Yes, I mean it's a coordinated effort. We have groups uh, that uh, are providing uh, this service from us, like from uh, indus industrial side, like uh, Indot employees and and uh, Centerpoint uh, employees, and then we have. Uh, school groups uh, from the university, uh, VU cheerleaders, VU men's basketball programs. So we're doing projects at PACE, at uh, KCRC, 
at the YMCA, at Vincent's Van Gogh, at Camp Arthur. Those are examples of the physical places where we're doing those. Um, and then as, as uh, Laura mentioned, uh, then we have not only uh, food collection in Vincennes at the three grocers that she mentioned, but we also collect at uh, the Bicknell uh, General Dollar Market. Uh, and those do funds that are collected there go immediately to North Knox Social Ministries for their food support. And then at South Knox, we have uh, the, uh, the Dollar General in Monroe City and the Blue Jeans Center uh, and some other volunteers work that site the, the two days of the event. And those foods that are collected go immediately to the Blue Jeans Center. So we have a regional approach, you know, food that's collected um, in Vincennes, then goes to food pantries throughout the county other than the Blue Jean Center and uh, North Black Social Ministries. Um, we have about 10 agencies we collect for with those food, and several of those are groups that uh, distribute like hygiene products, like the Mental Health America and the Wabash Valley Friends Group are groups that we collect for as well. So uh, we have a real great system that uh, Tina Meeks and, uh, and associates from uh, the foundation and from the Pantheon, Helen Syrup, that uh, was our treasurer before, they coordinate all those uh, tables together and gather all those food in one places to be picked up. Okay. Yeah, so I know at German American, we've got some employees and I actually have one of my coworkers that last year we did it at Walmart mm. and we made a competition out of it. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh my goodness, oh my goodness. He says he won. I says he was past the time limit, but yeah, so, you know, it's fun, and yeah. I know our employees enjoy doing it, but we're always looking for individuals to volunteer yeah, we still have, for yes. it. And so if people want to, if they are interested, uh, we ask people to call our office at 812-882-3624, and if we're not there immediately to answer the phone, leave a message, and we'll get back to you for available times. I think we probably have about 15 time slots that we still need to fill and tr trying to fill those by the end of next week because then we order t-shirts which are going to have our let's eclipse the theme i think they're going to be really cool and novel t-shirts for the first time and we have great sponsors of those too duke and the good samaritan hospital and old national bank and um uh, vincent's university um and kemper all uh, support uh, the purchase of t-shirts for our volunteers I'm really worried because just in this conversation, Laura has competed against Mike Carney. She's competed <laughs> against a co-worker. Mm. Yeah. I, I think she's ready to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so ready. I'm, embold I'm emboldened <laughs> by those comments. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure. You, you're, you're loving it. You're sitting there saying, oh, yeah, this is it. Right, this, right. this is our girl right here. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so that is September 21st and 22nd. But you do want to know if there is a business out there who wants to do something they need to let you know absolutely absolutely okay all right homeless task force uh i'm i gotta tell you every time every time we talk about this i'm just i'm blown away first of all i i'm ashamed that i live in a society of blinders because i don't see it but i know it exists well you know the thing about homelessness itself is that it, it's uh, multifaceted it's not a problem in and of itself. You know, people are affected by loss of work or they're affected by divorce or moves 
or uh, something uh, traumatic happens in a family. Lots of reasons why people become homeless or are on the, on the verge of that. And so we've attacked this in a multi-pronged way. You know, we have looked at grants and opportunities that might exist out there and worked with the city and others. But the, the Homeless Task Force itself is really kind of a coalition. It's where information comes together. And I think Molly Ewing was at the uh, board meeting and he was talking about the number of families that they have served uh, through multiple purposes, domestic violence grants and the LEAD program um, and working at the Margaret Compton Center, all those things that uh, assist people that meet certain criteria. Uh, the challenging part is, is trying to help those people that fall between the cracks and yeah. finding places that uh, the people can seek resources. So the meet next meeting of that is on September 12th at Helping His Hands at nine o'clock in their community room. Um, and we typically have a, a good opportunity to kind of spell out what's happening around the county. Do we find that a lot of people through maybe self-pride or whatever, just don't tell people that are homeless? Well, I think that, you know, at some point, um, you know, people, um, I found across time that, you know, there are people that end up um, in short-term kind of situations. And we call people like couch surfers. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people do find someplace temporarily to stay. Um, but it, but it, it's a real challenge. And uh, I think right now, as Laura said, with the economy the way it is, um, you know, there's a lot of employment out there, but and actually a number of people that find themselves either homeless or on the verge of homelessness uh, are actually employed. You know, so and they, and they try to keep up. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, and so, you know, the hard part is do, do I have enough gas to get to work or do I, you know, have the opportunity to do this and that? Okay. All right, let's go across the river. What's going on? So, you know, we have a great board and a great uh, staff over there, Barb Scheimer, that's working. They did their day of caring uh, in the summertime um, and uh, focuses a lot on the schools over there. They have a fall project that they do that's an art auction that's been quite successful over the last couple of years. So they're working to gear up with that as well as their campaign. Uh, and, of course, they have great corporate support over there from uh, Marathon and Hershey, which are large factories that are considerably supportive. Um, the big thing that you know they're continuing to address is the tornado relief that they had there in Crawford County. So there's a combined committee of city and uh, county government and the United Way represented by Barb that are, are looking to push out to uh, individuals that were affected by the tornado. Um, and it, it's jumping through hoops. They all have case managers and to find out um, you know, who needs what, who's covered by insurance, who got some assistance from the state. Uh, and so that process is ongoing uh, and it's progressing uh, and making a difference there in Crawford County. Okay, all right. Laura, let me ask you as we get set for this campaign itself, is one of the biggest challenges maybe trying to reach out to people who either A, never have given, or B, maybe they've fallen through the cracks. Maybe you, they think that their employer does does it, but they don't. Or I mean, it's a little bit of everything. It is. And, you know, that's one thing I learned this year, even though I thought I knew everything about United Way, was even if you have a business that can't do payroll deduction, you can do payments through United Way. Mm. So you don't have to write one check. And I think that's a misconception mm -hmm. that people think, oh, my business is so, so small, we can't, I can't do payroll deduction. So I'm really, Robin and I would really, and Mark, any businesses that have never had a campaign mm. that would like to, please reach out to Robin or I, you know, Robin at Tucker's, me at German American, 
and also mark them at the United Way office because we would love to come present something or even just to give that information because the good thing is we've got our lily match so dollar for dollar if someone hasn't given before dollar for dollar what they give gets matched by lily and the same thing if they increase their donation it gets matched by lily so that's awesome that's free money yeah we're, we're very gifted in the, the state to uh, have Eli Lilly be the corporate sponsor for Indiana United Way. So uh, that's uh, something that's based on our campaign size um, and progress over the years. So every other year we get a certain target that we are trying to match. And so we are working currently with United I in $22. And that's the that's the dollars that help pay for some of the things we talked about early for the, the um, kindergarten jumpstart, the K through three tutoring, the VITA free tax services. Um, and those types of programs are paid for by uh, Lily Match dollars, and so that's really important for us, and 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 reaches into areas that some of our uh, agencies and partners are not able to meet. So, okay. all right, you ready to go? I'm ready. I want to. I want us to be united in Knox County, and everyone give to the United Way. All right. Well, Thank you, Laura. <laughs> okay. Well, appreciate you two coming in, and good luck this year. Thanks, Thank you. Ed. Thanks, Ed. All right. Stay tuned. More in the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM, WAOV Vincennes. Our next guest this morning is Knox County Sheriff Doug Mantlin. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Well, you're all chipper today for what's going to be a warm day. Yeah, nice day out, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. These temperatures have been challenging, haven't they? They have been. Hopefully it'll, what, break Saturday, I believe? Yeah, we're hoping. Got our fingers crossed. Let me ask you something about... We always talk about this, and I think it's, I don't know if it's a true fact, but it always appears when the temperature goes up, people's patience doesn't. They get a little more, what we say, irritable. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, we do see that, yes. Their patience wears thin. <laughs> and, and and I understand. I mean, it's, it's miserable outside, yeah. but just kind of turns up the heat a little bit in other ways you know that in a full moon everybody <laughs> jokes about a full moon but we see it oh my gosh uh, what, are you gonna do? Out. what are you gonna do in an eclipse <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a whole other topic right there well, we're gonna talk about that because that seems to be a an interesting topic but before we get to that though um on some serious notes uh it is school time i know last year there were issues about school buses and school bus safety as far as motorists Already not off to a great start. No. uh, Up north, the uh, northern schools, we've already got two tickets written for school bus arm violation. And we're, what, a week and a half in school or two, almost two weeks into school now. And we've got two. We just can't stress it enough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. You know, I say throw the books at it, but, I mean, the penalties are pretty stiff as it is, you know. There's two things, you know, between that and a construction zone you do not want to mess no, you don't want to do that. And, you know, at the end of last year, we had that one school bus uh, violation. 
uh, involving a truck, and uh, that driver has actually been charged criminally with that incident. Uh, it, it's dangerous out there. Let's just keep an eye out for the kids. Right. When it comes out, stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I you mean, see the how lights. hard is that? Yep. Yeah, you see the lights, slow down, stop. Right. Now, I understand there might be a little confusion when you get out on 67, the four lane, but there is, if there is a divider, you don't have to stop, right? Yes, if you're coming from the opposite direction, right. you don't have to. Okay, but if there is no divider, Right. Like on 67, there's no divider there. You have to stop. Stop. Right. Right. Even if it's a, it's a four lane in certain sections of 67, you need to stop. Uh-huh. Okay. But where did some, most of the, um, last year, more, most of the infractions, were they, they weren't on 67, were they? Uh, a lot of them were. Were they? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And I know North Knox is, uh, they're working with it really well. Uh, they actually moved some stops off of 67 to help so uh, we're all trying to work together good good you know i hate to be harping on it but it just just there's just no excuse i mean you know you just don't do that the results can be tragic absolutely so please do not be doing that right and uh, you will be ticketed no warnings there are no we've already proven that yes there (laughs) will be a ticket issued (laughs) you break that law you got a court date, and it won't be a pleasant time. <laughs> you think going to the dentist is bad? Go to court after doing yeah, this. Yeah, right, right. It, it, it won't be good. No, it won't be. It won't be. Nope. Don't expect any kind of popcorn or pop. You're not <laughs> getting it there. But uh, really, pay attention. I mean, please. Yes. Put the phone down. Yes, please. Okay. Oh, yep. anyway. I, uh, but uh, two times already in two weeks. That's, that's too, too many. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like I said, we're just getting started. <laughs> this is just the start of the year. Okay. All right. So anyway, SROs, how are they doing? Pardon me? Your SROs. SROs are doing great. Um, we've got one SRO in the academy right now, a newly hired individual, uh, Logan Reel. Uh, he will be getting out in November, and he will be going into, uh, I believe it's North Knox West is where he's headed to when he gets out. Okay, good. And then you have you have them at South Knox as well. Yes, we do have, have. Do you have one at the middle high school, one at the elementary? Yes, there's five county schools, including the high schools, and we have a deputy in each one. So okay. we got five SROs out. Okay, well, I did not know that. I yep. thought they kind of split time. No, they uh, they're pretty well stationed in every school. Um, the ones that are there, they like being there. That's what they want to do. So that's great. I think it'd be fun to be an SRO. You know, yeah. kind of go back and live, live like a kid and get Right. Up. They, uh, they work well with the administration in those schools, and uh, they interact with the kids in there. So, yeah, it, uh, it can, it, you know what? That job can be what you make it. Right. The other thing is everybody says that, you know, that job might be kind of tough because kids can be challenging. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Social yes. media can be challenging. Yes. I mean... I think it's developing a relationship. Isn't that the whole key? It, it is, but, you know, they're there for protection also and work with the kids. They help the administration. There's a, there's a line between what the administration can handle with uh, discipline of kids and when law enforcement has to get involved. So the SROs know that line. Administration knows that line. Uh, but, our, you know, our primary in the schools is uh, protection mm-hmm. of everybody in the school. 
Remember, they are full-fledged officers. These are not yes, retired. These are I mean, they're academy-trained merit deputies. Right. Yep. Okay, so there you go. I mean, they're there for a reason. And they train, like you said. You know, I'm just trying to let everybody understand that we put these officers out there for a reason. Right. And they are specially trained, too, Ed. They, uh, they have to attend so many hours a year. They have to uh, attend a 40-hour uh, school resource officer training. And then after that, they have to uh, keep up their continued training if they're going to work in the school. Yeah. And then when they're not in school, they're road deputies. Yes. They, they will be utilized on the road. And now, something a little unusual this year. Not only are you in the counties, but you also have a special deputy at Vincent's Community Schools, correct? Yes, we do. Uh, last year, we had a special deputy that worked part-time in the schools this year. Uh, one of the special deputies... Uh, they are being financed by Vincennes Lincoln School System, and they are working at uh, full time in, in the school. For they're Vincennes. still they're still on your department, but but they're working. Yes, for the they're they're a deputy, a special deputy, special deputy. Uh, this particular deputy, uh, he is academy trained, and um, he's working school okay. for Lincoln High School. Okay, so just Lincoln, or does he do Lincoln and Clark? Uh, he is actually at Clark. I think they're going to. Uh, post him at Clark. Okay, all right. Well, good, good. Well, I mean, they're like right down the hill. I mean, it's not very far away. So. Right, right. Okay, all right, well, good. So our schools are pretty safe. I mean, they're, they're pretty safe. I yes, mean, I mean, we, everybody in the community, we're all doing what we can to make them as safe as possible. You know, in this day and age, I hate to say that and keep bringing up things can happen, but it can, you know, I mean, anywhere. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think we've learned as we've gone along and you, you always train. You just don't say, watch this tape. This is what we're going to do. No, no, no. You don't do it that right. way. And I think the days also, and everybody realizes that when you see it in the big cities, a tragedy happen. The days of thinking, well, that's not going to happen here in, in our community. Uh, but those days are gone now. Oh, it, yeah. it can happen anywhere. It's been proven. Well, you know, it's just like... Uh, Remember the day you used to walk out of your house and not lock your doors, your neighbors, you know, you know, you can leave your cars unlocked. Not anymore. No. You know, it's nope. just, it's a different world. It is. The thing that's helping a lot, and I think we've covered this a, a couple months ago, uh, the detectives and the deputies working, there's so many uh, cameras now in the homes. And your camera on your front porch not only covers your front porch, but it can cover the neighbor's front porch too mm -hmm. so that uh, that's helped curtail some of the break-ins and, and thefts is these cameras we've got now these ring systems are amazing i mean mm -hmm. i have one actually two in my house i mean so i mean that's they are they're amazing yes they are and, and like i said they help us a lot right now back to the school situation so um these officers are there all day right yes okay now are they responsible for like activities at night yes okay. uh, the school utilizes those officers those deputies um for uh, uh multiple activities after school mainly the athletics uh, and if it's a big athletic event yes they will stay over or they'll return to the school to provide security at those also do you have any reservist officers anymore uh, we have one or two. Uh, we kind of went over to special deputies. Uh, we've got some part-time money. Uh, reserve deputies can't receive pay. Right. Special deputy can. 
Oh, so, so you have some that are on like part time? Yes, part time. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Are you new? interested now? Or are you no, heck, no. Look at me. He thinks so. <laughs> no, no, no. I can give you 101 reasons why Ed Ballinger should never be considered. <laughs> but, but I didn't know that you. How long have you been doing that? A uh, little over a year now, I believe. Okay, all right. I worked with the county council, and uh, we got some money put aside for part-time deputies. Okay, I did not know you did that. Yes. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I'm all about law enforcement, about safety, and you know, yep. it, it's you know, and, and it's getting harder. I mean, I'm sure uh, Chief Hildebrand has been in here and spoke of the shortage and it's just not here it's all over the united right, states right nobody wants to be a police officer anymore now, the good news is at least you guys have candidates you know coming around once in a while i mean yes there are some places they can't touch an officer no they can't pay them enough they can't offer them enough and then these ones who wanted to fund the police now they're shouting we need police so. <laughs> yes it kind of came back around and bit them oh it bit them big time yes a big old gash there yeah <laughs> get the rabies shot that's how bad it was <laughs> all right let's take a break we'll have more of the sheriff after this on waov within the last half hour there's a good chance you were on your smartphone or there's a good chance you were on your laptop tablet or desktop searching the internet for some much needed information As a business owner or manager, you've got products and services and you need to reach new customers. We can help. TOC Direct Digital can help build you a custom digital campaign. Just email digital at originalcompany.com. That's digital at originalcompany.com. Welcome back to the morning chat. Ed Ballinger with you and along with Sheriff Doug Vantlin here and uh, talking about things going on. Of course, you know, the big thing is the jail. The construction continues on that. Yes. And uh, do you think we're probably going to get end of the year completed by or close to it? Uh, they they still have a, a completion date of December of this year. So we're what four months away from that. Four yeah. and a half months. If it, it may spill over into January, but yeah, we're looking at that. Yeah, man. And you had, of course, you had your open house at Sallyport, and people got yes, uh, the new that. booking area in Sallyport. It's up and running now. Hopefully, it's an area that no. Body has to look at. <laughs> when, I we're hope visiting, so too, when we're visiting, it was like, now this is your one visit here. We don't expect you back. <laughs> okay. But I mean, that's, that's true. But uh, it's great that uh, you're getting all this expansion done. And, and I, again, I am going to go back and I am going to uh, applaud the, the thinking of when we put this gel in, we're going to have to expand. And you had to land the means to do it, the pot. I mean, you guys really thought this out. Yes, you know, it really went smooth working. We all had to work together, and we did. Uh, I'm talking, you know, commissioners, council, uh, uh, myself, and and everybody else involved. It went well. Uh, I've seen or heard of other projects like this throughout the state that probably didn't go as well Mm -hmm. as what ours ours did. And, of course, Community Corrections has its... Uh, building going up as well right across the lane from us mm-hmm. which is you know the justice campus is what i'm told it's called the what justice campus the jet i i know it as a sheriff's office <laughs> the whole area <laughs> all right whatever um, i'm calling it whatever people tell me to call it so, okay so i'm calling it the sheriff's office now all right at least for the next uh 10 minutes i am okay okay, okay. but it's really neat how you know i'm glad you decided uh, not putting that off because if they had put that off I don't know if it had ever gone through yes we were like I say we're over the line 
and it just wasn't going down as far as inmates, our population is, uh, our own people that we, the county residents, was over 200, and that was our bed count. And uh, we kept skirting that line, and it just wasn't going down. And we knew we had to do something, because if it stays high, eventually there could have been a, a lawsuit involved, and we would have been forced to do something. So we got ahead of it, and uh, we're about to get it completed. Good. The numbers that you have at the jail are high, and, uh, but you are you're also housing federal inmates, which does bring in revenue. Yes, it which, does. Which is uh, well-deserved revenue, which is well-needed revenue. Yes, it, it goes right to our budget. It it, uh, it a great supplement to our budget. Well, let me ask but you. But again, no add on that. I want to stipulate that the fed inmates did not put us over our population count we were already over with our own people so oh that's sad to say <laughs> that's yeah. just, but it's the truth um now let's go ahead and let's talk about your budget when you do a budget with knowing that you have federal inmates coming in and you don't know what's your population you have a guesstimate where you have an idea uh do you do you even consider the federal inmates in your budget, or is that gravy? Like, uh, or do you estimate like we're gonna have twenty? We got, we've got a flat budget for everything: for food, for medicine, or for medical, uh, providing medical, uh, and that's just in there. It's in the budget, and they more like I say they more the federal inmates more than than pay for theirs. They help supplement. The rest of our budget also so uh, it's just all considered in as one okay well i was just curious on that how that worked yes as far as when you do your budget because you know i've when i've talked with other uh you know but the commissioners the council the city council fuel seems to be the big one that's kind of hard to gauge i got it fuel gauge get it okay yeah that just fell into oh, you're, place you're folks. in the wrong business no, I, here no it just fell in a, take it on the road no <laughs> it just fell into place right there but it is hard to understand how much fuel you're going to need because the price is going up and down yeah, yes because you're always going to have to come back to council and say we need more fuel right because you can't say we're out of fuel we can't work we can't go out on the road you know right. we can't shut it down we can't tell the guys to that's just don't got, come out yeah but you don't want to shoot too high either but at the same time yeah uh the deputies do a real good job of patrolling and uh being where they're supposed to be and uh, the budget we're doing okay on the fuel budget we've got enough in there right now so we're, we're doing fine but I, and i do believe the uh gas prices have come down from this weekend have they mm -hmm. not for now for now for now yeah yeah we, we don't got know a holiday, what's going to be next hey, we got this a weekend. holiday coming up that's right <laughs> talk yeah. to me when the holiday gets here yeah <laughs> well i just think it's got to be tough because you know coming up with the budget especially in your department's hard you know but it again you you need equipment you got to you know take care of your automobiles you got a jail to run you got food to provide you've got you mentioned medical payroll payroll i mean you have a lot uh, our budget right now the sheriff's office around runs around five million a year and that's your salary yeah yeah i wish <laughs> yeah no no uh yeah it, it runs around that and um we we do everything we can to try to stay within that mm -hmm. within that budget yeah 
Yeah, and you do. I mean, you, yeah. you, you really do a nice job on that. And, and the sheriff's office, too, I don't know if people realize it, but uh, of the county agencies, uh, courthouse, highway, we employ uh, about a quarter of the uh, county employees at the sheriff's office. Really? Did not know that. Did not know that. Now, with the, uh, the way the jail is being built and community corrections that, where they are, I would think you would probably be taking less trips to the courthouse for arraignments and stuff, right? To more of the video conferencing? We, in the add-on, we will have more video rooms in there. And then it'll come down to the judges who they want to see in court and who they are good with on the Zoom. So, yes, the opportunity is going to be be there to conduct more Zooms, which would cut down on transports. You're right. Mm -hmm. Which means cuts down on gas. Yes. I mean, you know, and also takes... A road deputy away or whatever i mean right okay we got a transport team within the jail oh do you and, that, okay. and that's all these four individuals do is they transport that's all they do uh, court hearings transport from one jail to another uh medical runs everything wow that job even looks hard <laughs> yeah the ones are that are doing it like they like getting out Absolutely. and taking a drive because some of these drives are you know three four hours mm-hmm. yeah Never think about that, do you? <laughs> no. no. Okay, so anyway, uh, the, hopefully the jail will be done in the next four or five months, and then it'll be complete for now. <laughs> yes, uh, we do have the one open area that will not be completed. We had to stay within our budget, and we did. Uh, so we have a, a big open area that, of course, long after I'm gone, if, if the need arises that we knew, do need more, they just bring more pods in, put it inside. It's already enclosed. It's got everything ran, mm-hmm. the, the gas, water, everything's there. They just bring the pods in and hook them up. Now, when the jail is complete, I know at one time you were having classes on gun safety and stuff. Then those had to kind of go by the side because of the pandemic. Are we starting to pick any of those back up? Or uh, We will. One of the things that got taken out was our training room. And that's where we conducted a lot of this. So we've had to make a makeshift area to conduct the training, and it's not near as big. And our training room is going to be twice the size now, so we'll be able to put on more of these public uh, training events. But, yeah, we look forward to getting back yeah. into that. And now, uh, now you do have groups coming into the jail, like Lamb and, and places like that, who come in and see the, yes. the inmates, right? Yes. Okay. And that's, yeah. We do a lot. A lot of the churches come in, lambs in. So there is plenty of anyone that wants to get into recovery within the jail. The opportunity is there. Okay. All right. Uh, got about another minute left. What else? Uh, we're getting ready for the eclipse. Oh yeah. So Let's can... talk about the eclipse for a little bit. <laughs> it's just, no. Okay. I mean, no. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I I think the eclipse is fascinating because it affects so many groups. So many groups. I mean, as a a citizen of course we're going to enjoy it but i mean all the groups that are involved they all have a role to play including right. your departments right uh, emergency services kind of look at it a little different than what everyone else everyone else is, it, and i agree it is a big event and everybody you know will be open to see that but our side is a little bit more of a headache uh, we've talked to other agencies like down in Kentucky when they had it back in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, they were backed up two to three hours on the highway people just bumper to bumper and they couldn't move towns were the same way you just you couldn't get around there's so many people coming into the community 
uh, it's going to be it's going to be a headache. Yeah. As far as we are concerned, emergency services. Right. Right. Well, um, I just I'm trying to think. You know, you can see it anywhere in Vincennes. I mean, really, you can right. go to any location and, and really do the eclipse. I know, of course, the hot spot's going to be over here at the memorial, I'm sure. Yes. That's probably where a lot of people will go. But, uh, again, I can just see. I can see city streets being a, a problem. I see counties. Rosemary. Oh, yes. It, it'll, be, it'll be stacked up everywhere. Right. Uh, they'll be coming in from all over the country mm -hmm. coming in to see this. I'm going to see. How quick can I get to my house from here? Well, you know. and, and you know that we've been told uh, this eclipse is happening on a Monday, but people will start coming in on a Friday and right. make a weekend of it. So we could be looking three or four days mm -hmm. of this. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I'll swear you in, Ed. Oh, no. I, I told people where I'm going to be. I'm going to be at my house on my deck with my two dogs, and I'm going to put my glasses on. And, and see, watch it. Yeah. And watch it. And when I see how they react, I'll let them in the house, and, <laughs> and I'll just enjoy it. I don't do people well. <laughs> well there'll be no, a lot of them there, here. There will be a lot of people here, which is great for the economy, which yes, is great it for Vincent's. This is a chance to really make a mark. It is. I mean, it you is. know, and I think, boy, I've been so impressed with how the planning is just – you know, Sarah and, Wolf and, and, and I'll give kudos just, to that because they did get ahead of uh, the situation. Right. They've hired someone to come in and mm -hmm. oversee it. It, it. That's that's great. Right. To start planning for okay. it. Okay. All right. Sure. I appreciate you coming in. Take care of yourself, and we'll see you next month. Thank you, Ed. All right. Stay tuned. Midday Edition is next on WAOV.